Welcome to Walking with God, Pat Berry and Jeff Quinto's podcast, where Pat and Jeff talk about their walk with Christ. My name is Jeff Quinto. And my name is Pat Berry. Every so often, Jeff and I get together and talk about our walk with Jesus Christ. We talk about different things depending on the week. And this week, we have a question. Is Christianity affirmational or transformational? And the answer is, well, actually both. See, the gospel will meet you where you are, but it doesn't leave you where you are. So when you accept the gift that is Jesus Christ, you are made anew. Now, the idea of a Savior, that's a popular one. A lot of people like that, but the idea of a Lord, it's not so much. It's just our human nature. So the result is sometimes people are worshiping a God of their own making, but that isn't transformational. So we're going to talk about affirmation and transformation. So let's look at the definition of those two words. So we start out with affirmation is defined as the action or process of affirming something or being affirmed, emotional support or encouragement. That's the idea of affirmation. Transformation, on the other hand, is a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance, a metamorphosis during the life cycle of an animal. So there we have the two words, affirmation and transformation, which is Christianity. And the answer, as Pat has said, is it's actually both. But it's important that we look at this, and Scripture points us in a direction that I think is important. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. The new is here. So we're not meant to be the same, are we? No, we're not. Yeah, we're meant to be transformed. Yes, we are. And that's what happens, as I said, when when you accept that that gift. You accept Christ into your heart, and the transformation comes. Now, you know, some people are are looking for, and I think I think everyone uh, throughout their entire lives, but it's certainly at certain points in their lives, are asking, am, "Am am I loved? Am I affirmed? Do people accept me? Does God accept me for who I am?" The short answer is is yes, yes. As I said, the gospel will meet you. The Holy Spirit will meet you wherever you are, in whatever condition you are. You don't, quote unquote, oh, I'm going to clean up my act before I I come to God. That doesn't work. It's not going to work. Don't worry about it. God knows you. He loves you the way you are, but he isn't going to leave you in the condition you're in, regardless of where you're at. Yeah, he's not going to leave you in the condition. So although Christianity affirms us, it affirms each one of us as as a loved child of God, The fact is that it isn't keeping us in a place. It's meant to take us to a better place, isn't it? Yes, it is. A better place that is transformational. That is transformational because it means that we are changed. It means that we were once one thing and now we become something else. As we learn from 2 Corinthians, of course, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. That's pretty exciting stuff, isn't it? Absolutely. And Paul tells us in Romans, he goes on to say, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will for you. Yes. And it's it can be difficult to discover, uh, discover what that is. I know, Jeff, you and I were talking uh, prior prior to this uh, and talking about people who have, have made the Christian conversion or have taken that faith uh, more seriously. And most people, most people don't do things that are, you know, really bad in their lives. And uh, those who do, the people who have done like really bad things, and I'm talking about, you know, um, 
former hitmen, <laughs> former <laughs> or someone who like uh, like the guy that we were discussing, uh, Brian Welsh, who used to be a, a, a rock guitarist. He still plays the guitar. He's you know every once in a while he still tours with his own group, but he was in a lifestyle that was. Well, it was a rock and roll lifestyle. I don't think I need to go into specifics on that. And that transformation uh, was remarkable for almost immediately. Most people uh, don't fit into that. So, you know, you come to Christ and you say, okay, Lord, I'm here. Here I am. You know, take me and do what you will with me. But that transformation is going to be a slow process because whatever your identity was before, uh, be it a business person or, you know, an athlete, uh, a family person, uh, you know, if your identity was in your sexuality, whatever it is, all that, all that goes away because your identity is now in Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. For most people, it is, it, it is a lifelong transformation and it takes a while uh, for you to to be transformed, and it's really uh, I don't think it's it's a process that ever ends. Yeah, I don't think it ever ends either. You know, in Ezekiel thirty six, we learn, "I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh." You see, we approach this as we come to Christianity. We think we're pretty good. I mean. I think I'm yeah. pretty good. Oh, I'm, yeah. Well, of course. I, I was never a mafia hitman, and uh, nor a drug addict, nor a whole bunch of things right. that I might have been. But you know what? I got my own set of things, my own set of things that I'm not proud of, actually, that God has used, God has helped me to set those aside. He's used me, and he's used those things to remind me uh, that I should be humble, that I shouldn't look at people and say, well, I'm better than you. You know, this beautiful passage in Matthew, the seventh chapter. The seventh chapter, of course, starts out with my 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 life verse, and it is Matthew 7.1, and 7.1 is my birthday, so it's my birth verse, and here's what it is. Judge not, lest ye be judged. My mom used to say that to me. She used to say, judge not, lest ye be judged, because I was kind of a judgy kid, and you know what? I turned into kind of a judgy adult. <laughs> that can happen. <laughs> and I recognize now that that's not something that helps me because when we judge people, we're really judging them so we can place ourselves better than them. Right. That's what it's all about. And so we're placing, we're judging people so that we can play, feel better about ourselves by placing ourselves at a better place. But you know what? We got each of us plenty wrong with us, and God is using those things. Now, some of us perhaps don't have these obvious things wrong, but we've got things that we need to work on, and that's what this is meant to do. You know, importantly, further on in the seventh chapter, we learn that for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. You see, what happens is that we credit ourselves with all kinds of righteousness that we don't actually have. And we're meant to be humble about this. We're meant to be humble no matter who we are, and we're meant to work on ourselves. We're meant to improve ourselves. But the good news is we don't have to do it alone, do we? No, we don't. We don't have to do it alone. The Holy Spirit is with us. The gate, in fact, is narrow, and the people that pass it are, are few, but we're not meant to do it on our own. We have the Holy Spirit helping us. We have fellow Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ, that are meant to help us through this. It's why we need to have community, because in community, people can encourage us. They can encourage us by just the example of their lives. You know, one of the things I learned from my first church and the people that I met, that they were some lovely, lovely people. They were some lovely, serious people, some very serious Christians. And I looked at them and I thought, you know what? 
I should model some of my behavior off of them. Absolutely. The, the people can, can be a great example. And I think it's very important that you get into a church that, that is supportive. It's very important that you spend time in the Word. We talked about this a lot before daily, that you have to be in God's Word to, to know, to get to know Him, because that's, that is what it's about, and that's where the transformation comes. It's also very important, as you said, to, to not judge people, because we're all sinners. We're all saved by grace. None of us are any better than the other. And we think, as you said, well, you know, and we've talked about this before, or, you know, I've done X, Y, and Z, but, oh, hey, I'm not like that person over there. You know what? The reality is uh, we're all the same. We are all made in the image of God, and, and God loves us equally. So we should open up our hearts and our arms and our churches to people who do want salvation, that want to get to know Jesus Christ. Uh, and this is where the transformation comes. No matter what you've done, uh, no matter what your lifestyle is, our job as human beings is just to share the gospel. So we are sharing the, the God's word with different people, and no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, the Holy Spirit does his work on them and grants them salvation. So if someone is looking for salvation, if someone is looking to get to know uh, Jesus Christ, all of our churches should be open. If they're looking, this is the affirmational part, just the affirmation without the transformation, if they're looking just to affirm uh, a lifestyle or how they live and not, not transform and change the church to make them feel more comfortable, that's not the way it's done. But if you're looking to, to have salvation, if you're looking to truly get to know uh, God and Jesus Christ, uh, then the, the churches should be open. And, you know, if, if, some, if, there, if you have a church that isn't open to that, that is, is judging you, well, then, you know, maybe you have the, the, the wrong church. Yeah, because this judgy thing is, you know, Jesus was was big on that. He was he speaks numerous times and importantly about this idea of judging others. We're not meant to do that. God alone is the judge. We are not. We're meant to form an example. We're meant to support people. We're meant to help people. Um, we are meant to do kind things to people who are unkind to us. And that's really meant, I think, as a as a counterpoint to the world. It's meant to say, you know what? We're not into this revenge thing. We're into helping people and loving people, even our enemies we're into loving. And so we're meant to do that. A church is meant to do that. And it's meant to rely on the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will come upon those people that open their hearts to her and it will change them. They will transform because that's what we're meant to do. God takes us wherever we are, but he doesn't leave us there. And we're, need, we're meant to do that. I think one of the reasons that we need to engage with the Bible is we need to move forward. You know, so often people, and I've done this in my life, actually, you think, you know what, I, I'm pretty well off. I'm, you know, I'm a pretty good person. I've got some things to show for my efforts. And, you know, we do that and we overlook the fact that we have a long way to go, that I have a long way to go, that there are things that I, I do that I wish I didn't do. As Paul says in uh, Romans 7, he says, um, you know, I don't understand myself. I do things I don't understand. And he talks about that. I do the same thing. I've, I've, that spoke to me, that I think of myself as a good person, but you know what? The evidence is that I'm not as good as I should be. I'm certainly a, a far long way from perfection. Right. None of us are. And I think too often, uh, most of us try to do things on our own. 
oh, I can do that. I've got that handled. Sure, I can. It goes back to it goes back to legalism and works. It 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 does. And even if you weren't in uh, a church, raised in a church that was very legalistic, that um, that didn't uh, you know where works weren't all that important. Not that they aren't important, but you know there are some that uh, it's more. F- forward than others, I think it's it's kind of a natural inclination because we're saying to ourselves and we're saying, to, you know, certainly, certainly there's something we can do, right? That's just, that's human nature. Certainly there's something I can do here. No, no, there isn't. All you can do is rely on the grace of Jesus Christ and, and thank him every day that he died on the cross and shed his blood for us. And then you tell people about it. You tell people, hey, here's here's what I have found. I think it would be a great thing if you did the same, um, you know, and start praying and start asking God into your life. And he, he will change you. Even if, even if people have the best of intentions, people will mislead. Not, not on purpose, but they, they just will. And it, it goes back to we aren't doing the work. We aren't doing the really hard work, the heavy lifting. All we're doing is telling people and whether they accept or whether they don't that's not our that's not our concern and just because they don't accept today doesn't mean 10 years down the line uh, they won't so we've talked about this we're planting seeds and um, trying to help people along yeah trying to help people along and 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 we're planting seeds and planting trees as the as the phrase goes the shade of which we'll never sit in because we don't know how this works i think of my own christian journey it contained the examples of lots of christian people that i remember now remember them well and they made an impression on me even when i was more of a cultural christian than an actual christian i remember seeing them i mean i remember thinking particularly an accountant that we had at the time in chicago i thought this is a godly man. He is a, a lovely person and a, and a complete Christian. Now, he didn't demand that I accept Christ or anything like that. Quite the contrary. It was the example of his life. And I think that ends up being a powerful thing that we overlook. We need to be examples. We need to be examples in everything that we do. Now, I should tell you that not long ago, I was at the post office, and I saw up ahead of me a pastor, and I was going to say hello to him. But because the line was so long, it was at Christmas time, I wasn't able to do so. And I heard, however, him getting mad at the clerk. And it was really something to see. And I thought, oh, my goodness. You know, there was no point in getting mad at the clerk. The thing, whatever was wrong, the clerk couldn't fix. And all that this guy was doing was venting his frustration in front of all these people. And those who knew them as to be a pastor then knew that he was a Christian would wonder if that is what someone should be doing. Now, I tell you the story because I've done exactly the same thing. I've gotten mad about things. I've said things. I've been, I've been unkind to people that I should not have done. And I think when we do anything, we need to realize that we are on display, that people look at us, some people, some number of people know us as professing Christians, and they'll watch us, and they'll see what we do, and they'll go, you know what, if we get mad at the postal clerk as, my, as this pastor did, they're going to go, yeah, you know what, this is, these are all hypocrites. They're, we're going to do the opposite of what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be a good example. Now, there would have been a completely different way for this pastor to handle this, and as I said, I've done exactly the same thing. One of the reasons that I put an emblem from the seminary I went to is that the University of Dubuque Theological Seminary has a uh, uh, sticker that you put on the back of your car and has a big cross on it. The reason I did it was because when I drive my car, now I remember, you know what? I've got a cross on my car. I need to drive 
drive differently. Because I'll tell you what, I was an aggressive driver and I was an obnoxious driver. And I thought everybody else was, was not up to my standards. And I let them know it, although the windows were up, but I constantly was uh, talking about berating people for the way they drove. And I thinking, you know what? This isn't who I'm supposed to be. So I put the cross on the back of my car and I try to drive like a Christian. I'm not, I'm not doing the best job at it, but I'm doing a better job than I did before. We are meant to be on display all the time. I agree. And it's, it kind of goes back to the transformation thing that we were talking about. Because I can tell you, I've done similar things in traffic. I've done similar things with clerks and, 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 and lost my temper uh, in, in public. Uh, 20 years ago, you know what? I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But now it's that transformation. I still do stupid things and I, I'll walk away and instantly, instantly, uh, instantly regret, instantly think, what what is wrong with me? You know, I, I, you do kind of, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But that's, I, I think that that's part of the transformation. It also goes to what I was talking about before. Man is broken. We are all human beings. We're all broken. So don't rely too much on on human beings. You you rely on the Holy Spirit, or maybe the better way to to state it is understand that human beings are broken and understand human beings are imperfect. So don't uh, try not to hold up, to try not to put people on a pedestal too much. Um, it was, was it A.W. Tozier or Charles Spurgeon who said one man reads the Bible and a hundred people read the man? Yeah. And it, it, it really is, you know, no pressure. <laughs> uh, we joke, but it, 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 it really is. It's something that, to, to keep in mind. And again, it goes back to, to the transformation. And, you know, really, it's, it's easier to be kind than it is to be nasty most of the times except maybe when i get in traffic with jeff but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you said something interesting a minute ago that i think speaks to all of us and that is this that before you were really serious about your faith you didn't even notice doing right. things you didn't even notice it. Part of this transformation process this transformational process is just noticing you know what just because you're right in a given situation doesn't mean you have to press your advantage. It doesn't mean you have to crush the other person. Right. It doesn't mean that when someone does you a, a bad turn that you don't just stop everything and, and yell about it or scream or, or even think thoughts that are that are ugly thoughts. It isn't that at all. You're meant to, to go forward peacefully. And you know what? When you do that, your life is more peaceful. It is. You're not always on point trying to figure out who's taking advantage of you. I mean, it's it's just, it's it's silly when you look at it, but this is what we do, and this it starts to me with this idea of judge not, lest ye be judged. We judge everyone. Someone does us a uh, something that we take as a as a slight. You know, we're all over it. And it isn't the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be better than that. And as we become better, we become more at peace in the world. We become a, a instrument of peace in the world, and we ourselves become more peaceful, more calm, more loving, more accepting of people. All of that ends up being so important, not just for us and the world, for everything, that everything that surrounds us, our families, our communities, everything, if we just... If we just do that, if we just calm ourselves, not judge other people, peacefully go about everything that we do. And once you do that, it's it's a gift. It's it's like one of these things. It is a gift, I, I believe, uh, that uh, that we have. 
But it's sort of like it's one of those double-edged sword things because uh, I don't know about you, because but I have become more more aware of different things like that and maybe more patient with people. But then you have to also understand that the majority of people may not be where you are. They may be where you were twenty, where I was twenty years ago, or so, you know. So now you have to be doubly patient, and it's again, it's the it's the the transformational thing, and and it will work. He will he will do it for you, but you have to give it time, and you have to you have to accept you have to accept, and and at least take that first step to start the process. Yeah. And I think it starts with the, this idea of not judging and also being humble. I have lacked humility for a long time. I've, it's it's a, a quality that I don't even have particularly good use of now, let alone in the past. And so we need to be humble. We need to slow ourselves down and think about it. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let, let the Holy Spirit be in your life, praying constantly and listening for her to speak to you again and again, as to how you might be and what you might say and how you might be a positive influence in whatever situation that you're in. You know, it's just the truth. And I'm happy that we talked about this affirmation and transformation. Of course, we focus on the transformation because that's the most exciting thing about Christianity, that it will transform you if you allow it to transform you. You know, Pat and I started this I this podcast with an idea. The idea was from C.S. Lewis. And C.S. Lewis said, Christianity, if false is of no importance, and if true is of infinite importance, the only thing it cannot be is moderately important. Both Pat and I are committed to our Christianity, to our Christian walk. We know we have a long way to go. We are headed toward this narrow gate. It's hard to find. It's hard to do, but worth it in every way. I pray that you will join us in this quest and that you will transform yourselves as we are trying to transform ourselves. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news that Jesus Christ will take us where we are and transform us into new beings, into new people, better able to serve you, more peaceful in this world, and as an instrument of peace in this world. Will you do that, Lord? Will you help us? And may all that we do honor you in Jesus' holy and mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen.